live from the apocalypse. Welcome. That's sick. <laughs> Welcome. Anybody with nice teeth is a celebrity to me. Uh, <laughs> this is State of the Game. And I am Dan O, Daniel Olney, uh, founder of OnlyFans. You're welcome. You know, I democratized uh, the sex work. You're welcome. Uh, but uh, you can thank me later. I am joined as I am every single week, relentlessly. We are like 140-something episodes in. There's podcasts that have been going so much longer. We have so much less episodes because we are <laughs> less. Um, too much content. But so my, my co-host every week, he has... A closet full oh. of sarcastic MAGA hats that are red with, with like make Costco great again, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, make blazers great again. He's like that guy, you know. Uh, hey, Dickie, thank you for joining us. Um, you know, that was a good one. That was a good intro. Great again. Uh, so I appreciate you. And, and, we we have with us someone who admittedly sits for long enough that he grows a bubble butt. We're talking about <laughs> love you. Listen. Oh, I knew that bar was gonna come and haunt me. That's what he said. <laughs> he doesn't want it though. He doesn't. Want it. He yeah, doesn't I don't. Want it. I don't. Yeah, but he accepts. It. Yeah, yeah. I accept. So. It. I accept being being a thick man. I hope ladies like thick men. Fuck it. That's all I hope for. I want to be the first thick man video vixen in like a Cardi B video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's possible. Oh, that's funny. I'm, I'm laughing at my own joke. I'm sorry. That's it. That's it. So, yeah, I mean, we, this is, Kay, I'm so glad. You know, this show, uh, Love This is, is just me showing my friend Keith cool music, right? That's really what that's like, um, it's just, I listen to a lot of shit. I love it. And I want my friend Keith to hear it. And I desperately yeah, wanted my friend Keith to hear you. Um, so this is really cool to be able to do this and book this. Uh, because I feel like you are one of the most unique properties in this underground space. Thank you. Um, I accept it. An artist that is beyond a singular definition. <laughs> 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 You know, if if somebody's like, "What kind of music is this?" I'd be like, "Just listen to listen to Big Ad Dog and talk to me, bro." That's yeah, because I I definitely tried to like pick a genre when I was a teenager, and I sucked at all the genres I picked at. I tried <laughs> to be a I tried to be a Raider Clan nigga. I sucked at that. I tried to be a a, a, a drumless loop man. Ooh, I was I was ass at that too. So I just. <laughs> Do what I do. What makes me laugh? What What was the turning point for you where you were just like, "Screw it, I'm just gonna do. I'm just gonna do whatever I feel." Um, you, you know, it was actually it was actually probably 2021. Like with the um, I don't know, I don't know if Dan just told you about my EP series from that year, but I was doing this EP series called Two Pack, and mm -hmm. that was kind of like the turning point because it was like. I got tired of like trying to make an album because I didn't know what the fuck I sounded like. You know what I mean? It, it stressed me out because I was like, I felt like I had to fit like within one of those 
uh, archetype of like which type of album I'm making. Like if I'm trying mm. to make a, like a, a Droog album or if I'm trying to make like a Kendrick album somewhere in between and like kind of in there, I realized like, oh, all these shits are part of my DNA. Like, so I have no choice but to like, like honor my, my shit, like honor my full fullness. And that's, that's kind of what the two-pack shit was. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it was, and that is why, like, when I was like, I'm going to talk a little bit, what is it going to be about? It's got to be about self-development, right? Because mm -hmm. you weren't really a part. It's not like you were clicked up with people that took over the world, right? Mm -hmm. And you're in Capadonna. Like, that's not your story. And so <laughs> you, you really, like, sat there yourself and developed yourself at your speed. Uh, and kind of. The two-pack series, it, I mean, that's how it felt. The two-pack mm -hmm. series felt like you taking up all the artistic space you needed mm -hmm. to figure out where you wanted to be and what you wanted. Kind of. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Like, it, yo, know, the weird thing about the two-pack series that I don't think I've ever really, like, said, like, out loud or anything, like, yeah. that shit was birthed from, like, a really bad breakup that I went through. Oh, like, shit. if you listen to the first, if you listen to Carrying Palms, it's, like, kind of, sort of, but not really a breakup song, right? And and then I realized, like, I gave up so much of myself and that shit that I just, like, like, I made the first two-pack and I was like, oh, damn, I bet I could make another one. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, fucking two-pack two, I was like, I started to get, like, really fucking uh, sentimental about everything I was doing. And then, it did kind of just after I got over like the dramatics of like how I experienced some things, it like it naturally turned into like me just making making enough uh creative space for myself that I can. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm. That was a great description. I mean it makes sense, Ken. You remember when we were doing the year-end show and I was like, Look, I'm tired of my own rules and I'm tired of excluding EPs in this album. Mm -hmm. It's just gonna be projects like Sometimes you have to change the rules of what you're doing to get where you want to be. And, like, mm -hmm. he was sitting there, like, stressed out on how his album should sound. And he's like, eh, not an album, two songs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it it eased up. It made the shit fun again. Like, I've I've tried to make an album since um, I, I have, like, two prior, like, practice mixtapes. Like, shit that I shouldn't show anybody anymore, but they're still uploaded. And so yeah. like I've had I've had those, but like the um I've been trying to make an album since 2019 and I just I just couldn't do it. Like I've I've scrapped two so far. And like that two pack shit just like helped me realize like, oh I, I'm not acid being an engineer. I'm not I'm not acid rapping and making beats and shit. So like like cool. Now I can do it. I could definitely do it now. And how, and how many two packs uh, series did you do? I I did I did ten of them things. Oh wow! Did, it was I, releasing twenty songs in one year is is not entirely ideal. <laughs> I'm not gonna hold you. Like in the way I was like make releasing ten songs. Yeah. Doing all the cover art and shit, and like you got a job too. It was, yeah. I was, I was bugging out. I'm not going to hold you. 
I didn't really see nobody. It was, <laughs> that, was a, that was a wild year. How, how would you say, like, the process, like, the two-pack process, how would you, how do you feel like that differed from your, like, process beforehand? Like, your 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 attempts at making an album process? Um, I, I finished songs. Like, like I, I, I finished the idea of the song and, like, like usually like when I've tried to make an album, I would like make a beat and then I would at least get a good idea going. And then kind of during that time, I felt like the the good idea was enough. Like that's that's the song. Like and I couldn't figure out why I couldn't finish songs. It was like I was kind of like putting a putting a block in on my creativity because like I didn't I didn't want to go too far and like I didn't it's like almost like I didn't want to learn too much about myself at the time like almost being almost being afraid of like my creativity a little bit like how far it could go and like mm. and I can understand that now because like like I'm very headstrong about my shit and like I get a little when I'm passionate like sometimes I get get angry or like or I get like dismissive and like I know I could disappear when I like when I really want to cook up some shit and like so I knew that at the time so like thank you to younger me for like <laughs> being able to like understand who I am but like yeah like um damn I lost my train of thought fuck uh, wait let me let me follow up was there any part of you that was like bugging out because when you were making a song you were trying to figure out where it was gonna fit in the scope mm -hmm. of a greater project and you were yeah exactly together. exactly i i i would usually like the first projects i made like i only made enough songs for that project and like that's how i tried to do it every time that's how i did it for this one too but like it worked this time because i was finishing songs but like because i had like a complete project in my head and like i had a, a complete project in theory right in front of me like i thought that was the same thing but I wasn't getting a feeling from it. So I was it was just hard to finish them shits. I don't know. I don't know. It was difficult. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I've always heard of, like, creative people who are like, map it all out, and then start it. I'm like, that doesn't sound fun at all. Like, <laughs> oh, no, it's that. Not. Like, and, and so I, when I was, like, in writers groups or whatever, I used to just be like, just start writing run as far as you need to go and then mm -hmm. stop and start editing it and figuring out what it means after that, you know, don't put pressure on yourself in the middle of that moment. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't, I wasn't super into editing either. I think that was the thing. Like I just wanted the shit to be done. Like one sitting. Yeah. Oh shit. Mm. Oh shit. Y'all froze. Oh damn. Okay. That's an issue. Okay. Yeah. yeah if you, if you, I, yeah. I even editing is something you have to grow to love. I think. Mhm. Mm mhm. Yeah, I I definitely I definitely enjoy editing a lot more now because it's like it's fun to it's fun to build a world, you know? Like that's kind of how I intended myself to self to be when I got started and like like now it feels like I care enough about my art and myself to like really want to build a whole like planet around my shit. So like yeah, yeah, it feels it feels a lot different now. Cause at first, like, 
I kind of felt like I am the world. Like, what what the fuck? Do, what do I need to like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What more could I give? You know what I mean? And I don't know. Like, I, I got better at explaining myself without saying it. And like, more so like showing it. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And this, the, you know, I'm I'm very happy for you because you're you released sixty one thousand two hundred and sixty five thousand one hundred and forty seven mm-hmm. is an album ass album mm-hmm. like it that is it is an album ass album and, and like I I said I first listened to this while I was in Belize and I I <laughs> couldn't make heads or tails of could like I didn't I didn't hate it like there was That's never the wrong where, like this is whack I was just yeah. like. What like what is the angle on this? I don't get mm-hmm. this. It's like all over the place. Um, and <laughs> this is definitely an album that goes from joke to I miss this person who passed away mm-hmm. to you know will I ever be will I ever get the right haircut kind of things mm-hmm. that, like all swim together. And so I was searching for a thread, and I was like, no, no, man, this is. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I was like. No, that's what's cool about this. You know, there's there's like a a threaded threadlessness to how this works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's almost like how it's intended in my head, because like I I don't have like a, a, a straight thread. Like I can't I can't be the same person two days in a row. I wish I could. I really wish I could, but I can't. <laughs> and, and like I have to um I kind of have to ride the wave of like who I am at a moment's notice and like and it shows up in rapping like I I could write something serious but then like if a joke comes up like I can't almost can't avoid the joke like if the joke comes up and I try to ride around it then it's it's like it starts to like just sound like kind of word like jumble or whatever the fuck mm. but like kind of going through the joke it helped me realize that like joking is like is like part of like how I process trauma and how I how I process just daily life. Like comedy is like one of my favorite things in this world. And I try not to make the songs like funny songs, but like I intentionally like make it deceptively funny almost. Right. Ah, that's that's dope. I mean that's yeah, that's interesting. And you could hear that, Kay, right? You could hear, like, just steering into your, where your thoughts are. Yeah, sometimes you just you you just gotta you go with you just go with the flow, mm-hmm. and let it let it take you where it's going to take you, and you don't try to. And it, I feel like you you writing songs is like almost akin to like your album mm-hmm. uh, creation process as well. Like it's very similar in regards to the two, you know. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's that's a good point it was like the songs feel like individual individual fractals of what the album is mm-hmm. almost like the album itself is like oh man i don't i don't know where i'm going with this i'm just talking at this point but yeah no, oh, I, I definitely I, I feel exactly what you're saying because it it feels like it feels like if you zoomed out into the full project it's like it's it could be one song, you know what I mean? But then you go into you go into like this song, then there's just like there's this element of it, and then yeah. and then uh, there's this element of it, and, you, 
and you saw that when you zoomed out but when you get back into it it's like it's like even the intricate details have the same aspects as the broader picture of the of the album yep. in, in in my opinion I don't know That's if awesome. like, you're supposed to say that about your own album, but it's cool. I mean, so and, and Kay, is was there any part listening to this album? Sixty-one thousand two hundred and sixty-five. Sixty-one million. million. Yeah, the numbers. So I, I can't. Tell, so okay. So sixty-one. So six one two. That's the Minneapolis area code. Okay. And then six five one is the St. Paul area code, and then okay. four seven is is a mystery number that I gotta keep to myself. Okay. I know I know that pisses niggas off, but I, I can't I, I can't I can't do it I can't do I'm it cool. I have to keep it to myself until I'm I got like, most of it I got most of it the um no but it's that I there was I was gonna ask you Kay listen to this was there a song like where you started to feel the album coming alive and like really owning itself and, and gaining steam. Was there. A it was funny like, because I, I love the intro and now together. Yeah. yeah. So that, that intro is very like, uh, I mean, it's attention grabbing. It's like, Oh, okay. Thank this you. is interesting. I've, I haven't heard anything like this in a long time. Like in terms That's of cool. the mix of jazz, like jazzy elements, yep. as well as like, I don't want to say boom bop hip hop, but you know, like that type of hip hop. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it went to Kobe year, which was kind of like a little bit different. It wasn't in that same jazzy, jazzy vein. Twitch, mm -hmm. Twitch channel was kind of out of that vein. I think for me around, I think I loved Montreal jazz fest stripper, yep. but Thank I think it, <laughs> the album really hit a stride for me at odd main, main Aikens. Odd main Atkins. Yeah. Atkins. Yeah, 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 yeah. My boy that's, killed my... <laughs> that's when the jazz elements started to like kind of come back in more prominently for me. And I that's yeah. when I felt like that that stretch from uh odd 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 main Atkins, not a scam likely. Two mm -hmm. best buds. Oh is that Mike Mick Mike with the with the mic? Mick with yeah. the Mike yep. with the yes. that's my music mentor. That's if Big Mike watches this, shout out Mike. Big Mike. I love you and I miss Mike. you. And then MC Supernats Identity, Identity Crisis, Crisis Hotline and Greenline yeah. Shot. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that is that is a run in the half for sure. I mean I mean Atkins feels like a like a that shit does feel like an anchor. Like yeah, definitely. Like it needed to it needed to be in that um in that spot and that's like that's a full clap like that's not my beat and like and Kilvon is on the second verse it was like like kind of at that point I knew I had to like I knew I had to have like someone else's like elements in here because like this it's like a personal album you know what I mean I want it to be very like man with a guitar type feeling like I'm like recording my guitar on a, on a tape recorder and I'm so I'm so cool and funky but like and then, like, I don't know, somewhere in there, it's like, but I'm still a rapper, and I like, I want to rap with people, and I want to rap on someone else's beats, and yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, that's almost like bossa novi. I feel like that. Ooh, yeah, that yeah. Main Atkins beat. Yeah, I, I love, I love that beat. That's when it really, because like you said, I wouldn't say it was all over the map, but like you said, you, you were going kind of with the flow, and so your mind mm -hmm. was here, here, and you were following the flow. I think. 
mm-hmm. for me, like the focus st- really started with odd men Athens. Yeah, yeah. No, I I won't I won't deny that because the the first two songs they're kind of they're kind of more lighthearted, almost intentionally. Yeah. Like I think they're both they're both storytelling songs, but like they just feel like songs, and so like. The first two, it's like, okay, I'm kind of just listening to like a a random project. And like, but you but when you listen to the album again, you could come back to those songs and see how they see how they thread with the beginning. Like I just I enjoyed Deception so much. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of like that is kind of like my my purpose in in making this whole shit is like is like you know, putting putting mystery in front of your face. Like Put it, yep. so it like first first listen through sounds plain as fuck. Right. Next few listen throughs, it's like what is whoa whoa what is happening? And it's like that's that's my favorite shit. Like I love albums that are that are really deceptive. Like mm. like yeah, if you it, listen it, to like I'm sorry, am I talking too much? No no, no. it's no it's no. It's an album that gets weirder the more you listen to it, which is the yeah. opposite of most that most things are shock you on the first listen and then get. You get used to them. This one gets mm-hmm. kind of weirder as you go along. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, as you say, what was an album that you felt like from a from a personal standpoint that really was like deceptive to you, that kind of deceived you in the way that you try that you're trying to deceive the listener on this album? Body High by Lucky X. Ooh, I love Lucky of, X. That's one of the best storytelling rap albums of all time granted i'm I'm a shitty rap historian so don't take my words on that (laughs) but but when you listen to body high at first it kind of just sounds like a cool guy on really funky beats right but then you listen to it again this man is describing his life like every bar is 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 visual and you get like if you listen to fucking uh, 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 I forgot the this this is a song where he's talking about a witch broom, where he's yep. talking about this like I, I I can't remember where he's like he has that phone call and shit. It's like this shit is so like you think it's a regular rap album until you actually listen to it. It's like no, that shit is that that boy was writing stories. No, Lucky X was was one of the ones like one really important. I remember when he broke and I was writing about it. I was like, this is a huge deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it, it's, uh, but okay. I wanted to make the case. I think this album enters its final form um, okay. in Montro jazz fest stripper. Uh, and I, because to me, that is where the jazz elements become unignorable. Yeah. It's like a real prominent horn that is just like laying in the background and fits with the flow so well and that's where it starts to you start to weave the silly and the personal together like so when you're talking about the first few songs i was i got some new out to rohan rap music plug podcast he recommended these sennheiser earbuds i got got the sennheiser earbuds hanukkah uh, gift cards i was showing my son i was like here listen and i put them in his ear and played kobe year he was playing Kobe here, and he just started yeah, laughing at yeah. the uh, <laughs> He's Is not because the headphones were so good. I mean, it it it's probably just the love you listeners experience. 
uh, just that's just enjoying the lovely this experience. And so it, there's just something that's very like prominently articulately entertaining about your delivery mm-hmm. on the surface. <laughs> and so by Montreux Jazz Fest stripper, you start to realize that there's a lot more underneath that. Mm-hmm. And and that there's you're gonna have to listen. Yeah. Yeah, that song that song was like my best like R.I.P. for R.I.P. Ferrer impression. Like, oh, okay. I was definitely listening to him way too much that the week that I made that song. Yeah. I I think that I think that song was like when I made that song, I thought I thought that was gonna be like what the album was gonna sound like. Like I thought it was just gonna be a bunch of jazzy songs. Just because like mm-hmm. listening to R.I.P. like helped ground myself so much like in making music and like making and being myself in the last year that I thought I was just gonna make like a you know like a uh fucking not a tribute album but just like something of that vein, you know what I mean? And but I think I think that's how the fractals come and play again because it's like yeah. That song, that song sounds like it's it sounds like that way because I guess somewhere in my head it was intended for the rest of the album to sound like like right. this is this is where the jazz comes in. Now it's all jazz, but like the experience of the album is is jazzy itself, even though not every song is jazz. Right. And yeah. Yeah. That 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 song informed a lot of decisions that were made in the rest of this album. And it's and it's so it it ends up being a sign in the middle of the road saying there will be jazz here, you know. Yeah, uh, expect some jazz here, you know. Yeah, uh, that's fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it, it's funny because I li- I listened so I listened to it once, uh, the album pulled through all the way, and then uh, Dan sent me over. He sent me over the Lucy's that you released. I, I think that's what they call it. like the single tracks you released throughout 2022. Yeah, with mm-hmm. Griff, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I listened to LBB, mm-hmm. Friendly Song, and then uh, Big Odd Dog. Big Odd Dog. Big Odd yeah. Dog. Big, big, big Odd Dog. Big, big dog. dog. Yeah. <laughs> and so it, it's funny because like listening to the album, I thought, okay, these were going to be like, uh, you know, jazzy, like, mm-hmm. But when I heard the singles, they were they were nothing like that, and it kind of ties in. Now that I hear about you, you you know, you kind of liking, not to deceive the listener, but keep them on their toes. I guess you'd say mm-hmm. it, it, it yeah. makes sense. Yeah, it's it's almost like I think it's it's also part like I I think I'm still figuring out what I sound like too. But like mm-hmm. it's almost like making making a monument out of a monument. I don't know if I want to use that word, but like. Making making it okay to like find yourself, but also full send every idea that you have, and like, and that's the thing about like being a human. Like being a human is not being being ill all the time. Like sometimes you trying something fucking awkward, and like it just it may it may not sound the best, but like it's almost admirable. And I I think that's how I approach that's that's how I approach art in general, like rapping or like, or like, you know, um, either drawing or whatever. It's like the, the intention is to like show, show humanity and not in like a inspirational post type of way, but like, you know, 
in, in a way that people laugh at themselves for people get mad at themselves for like people get mad at themselves for being lame like being a fucking dweeb and it's like you shouldn't you shouldn't be mad you should be a dweeb <laughs> it's fun it's fun as fuck like and i don't know like i guess that's what where the joking elements come from because it's like i know i'm like a I I guess my ilk is from rapper rapper ass rappers, you know what I mean? Like I enjoy like barring out and shit, but I think them people like take themselves too seriously sometimes. And I don't know. I get well damn, I don't want to say that. That sounds rude, but like I just wanna I got bored with like being that person because it's like I can't scream or like make a weird noise because I'm on a drumless beat. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's it, and I think it's the way to think about it, Kay, is that like we, I think the because of the history of rap and how how strong the personalities were of the people we grew up loving, that we there's an expectation from the audience that a rapper is going to be a little bit like the lead character in an action movie, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to be able to depend on them to get you through it. There's going to be a Liam Neeson-ness or whatever. <laughs> and like, and, and so Love Ulysses is like, nah, this is more like inherent vice. Like, we're going to just, <laughs> this is a tragic comedy adventure, you know? Yeah. And, so, yeah. you know, it's, it's like another branch of like hip hop history. Cause like, cause like, if you listen to Bizarre Ride too, like a lot of those songs are very serious. Like, that yep. when I first heard that shit, that shit changed my perspective on how to write a rap song. Like Bizarre Ride and then like uh uh the first Dell album. Like a lot of those songs are like he's like making characters to explain a, a topic, like Mr. Dobolina is just about like like fake ass like rappers and shit like that. But it's like it's like Mr. Dobolina is a character, but and then you got another song. Where he's just tired of people crashing on his fucking couch and is irritating. And he writes a song about that. Like or or like, yo, the one of the one of my favorite like story runs is uh uh I can't go to Horace Man by Afro Man. Oh yeah. That that is one of my favorite songs of all time. And and you can't you can't say that man's not going hard because he is. He just he just sound like a goofball. <laughs> no, I, I mean, you brought up Dell. I really love like at the wrong place at the wrong time, shit like that, mm -hmm. where it's just like, man, you should like, you sh we just shouldn't have been here. This sucks, you know. Uh, and uh, what, what the, album was that on? That's um, no need for alarm. That's no need for alarm. The, the, yeah, I'm gonna check that and, out later. And so the there's another one with both sides of the brain where it's like. There's a body odor song about people who Yeah, that shit was on that shit was on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. That's yeah. how yo Tony Hawk games like that shit influenced all the all the little like 20-year-olds y'all we exist in the same Twitter space with. It's because of Tony Hawk. Like I heard I heard Iron Galaxy for the first time on on Tony Hawk's Underground. I heard Mad Lib for the first time on Tony Hawk's Underground as a kid. Yeah. I didn't even know what the fuck I was listening to. And and to, by the way, Tony Hawk might be my pick for one of the funniest, like rich people alive, because he's yeah. like 
he he still dresses the same way he did when he was a skater. Mm. And he's just like, I don't know, man, lucked into this video game empire. It's cool. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like he's like, I became this, you know, uh, singer or reality star. He just kind of kept with the games and he still dresses like a skater and he still skates and he's super rich. It's really funny. Humble Uh, dude, too. For real though, he's he's really humble. Like I think I think what's ill about Tony Hawk, like I think growing up and finding kind of not seeing him as Tony Hawk, but like just like admiring him as like a skateboarder, like he's he's like super ill. Like he's not like the usually when you have the face of something, they're like they they're just like they have all the pioneer shit and it's like they're the first people to do the shit. But like if you see if you see that man go, it's like damn, this is like these are like clever tricks. These are really clever yeah. and, and like fun to watch, even though he's like old and shit, or he's <laughs> like forty or some forty nine, fifty or something. Yeah. That, yeah. That was wild. You keep breaking yeah. a streamer. He need to stop. Need to that's probably <laughs> why he's hey. That's probably why he's so humble. Is he's just like by the way, I'm a Michael Jordan of this shit. And I don't have to really, you know, put on Except a show. Except he still does it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know what Michael Jordan does. I don't know basketball. I'll just enter the realm that I don't know how to make it out of. So we just go and change the topic. You're, you're right. <laughs> it's, it's interesting because when you bring up Tony Hawk, I think Tony Hawk was really the – how do I say that? Like that, that – it's interesting that you said you said so Madlib would – you, the first time you heard Madlib was in a Tony Hawk game. Yeah, it was it was specifically Quasimodo. It was it was low class conspiracy. Yeah, and and I, I mean I think Tony Hawk was the gateway for a lot. Like like you said, I love the twenty something mm-hmm. art artists nowadays. I bet their gateway to hip hop was Tony Hawk. Yes, absolutely, hundred percent. Like Tony Hawk is. I simultaneously got into skateboarding and like inadvertently got into hip hop at the same time. Like that—that wow. that was how I heard uh, "The World Is Yours" for the first time. Like that's like not to be cliche because I'm not like a fucking illmatic like Bible thumper, but like I think I think "The World Is Yours" might be like my number one favorite rap song of all time. Oh, for sure. And that—that that was where I heard that shit for the first time, and like when I. After I kind of I went through a really long metal phase as a teenager, and then when I ended up back at hip hop, I realized all my taste was just the Tony Hawk games. At some point, right? I mean, I get, and it was to K to go beyond this. I love that we're in the skateboarding portion of this situation. So I would say, I because I had crew in high school who were like heavy skater people, and this is like I said, old thousand years ago, before Tony Hawk, before all that shit, right? And they were circulating VHS skate videos, right? And and when I locked in, I was a hip-hop kid. I locked in with these skater cats. I was like, man, these kids know hip-hop. Like, they know shit, you know? And it was because of those tapes. Those Mm -hmm. tapes had Dell on, had hieroglyphics. Like, hieroglyphics has done interviews being like, yo, like, we got on because a lot of it because of these skate videos and the skate community embracing us oh. yeah, yeah. skateboarding skateboarding and hip-hop are like are like damn near the same thing almost like like the the region like influences the style 
fucking yeah i don't know it's like there's there's a competitive element to it but like it's like mostly an art and yeah it's it's cool it's weird how similar they are yeah i mean i guess and maybe there was just it was the communication was better because it was stripped down right like rappers handing rap music to white america at at that time in the late 80s early 90s white Mm -hmm. america's like why would you treat a cop like that you know it was like that kind (laughs) of thing whereas the skater people were like no i get this you know yeah fuck yeah yeah Yeah, i guess that makes sense it was a different thing. So, yeah, it was... But, yeah, it circulated a lot like that, and it created a kind of gateway. And and there's just a... There's a heavy black skateboarding community at this mm-hmm. point. It's super dope. Um, and there's... That that pathway is just totally clear and kind of always has been. But it's not as reported. I don't think people talk about it. No, no. I don't think they do. No. But the um yeah, back to the um so yes, but that is a oh, great oh, run, yeah. Kay. I think <laughs> go the end the end of the album I started really fascinating, right? From nine to fourteen is just really fucking interesting. Oh, I was like fourteen. I forgot there's interludes in that shit. I was like <laughs> that, yeah, no, yeah. It, it, uh, it's it's really interesting. One of the things I wanted to talk to Love Ulysses about, because the way you described your process of like just leaning into your train of thought and doing that, how does that influence the hooks? Your creating your creation of hooks, choruses, like the hook and chorus has to kind of do a lot of work to explain the song, and yeah. you figure out these incredibly interesting ways to do dynamic things with your hooks that that change the story but are also catchy as fucking repeatable. So it's a, it's just really interesting. I'd love to hear how that weaves in with the process. I, I think because like well, one is like probably being an Aesop Rock friend when I first started to get Ooh, good at yeah. rapping and like He's amazing at like writing a convoluted ass song, and even even though the hook may not make sense, still like on its surface, you could kind of you could kind of gain some grounding in that hook, knowing it's just like an, an extension of what he said, and like that it just matters to him, like what he says, and that's that's ill enough by himself. I I think for me, like a lot of times, like even though I don't write hooks that sound like verses not not that i'm opposed to though because those because i i really like those actually but i feel like when i write a hook it's like still an extension of the first verse Mm. i think so like because i have a hard time completing a thought so like it it almost never fails like no matter how long the verse is i can't complete a fucking thought so like the hook is usually the hook completes the thought and then i realize like the hook is my realization like oh i'm writing about this and then the second verse is like cool cool I <laughs> that's awesome right. that's such a cool <laughs> present um yeah okay do you have any any favorite hooks on here where you're just like wow that was that was that was interesting uh 
you know, I, I did like the Kobe. There was a for Kobe year, if I remember correctly. Like, I did like I did yeah. like Kobe year. Mm. Uh, um, I but I just really like the jazz. I, like my my music sensibility tends more towards jazz, but mm-hmm. I I liked the hooks that had particularly with Kobe year, maybe even Twitch Town, like that had the energy allowed you to exhibit your youthful energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the energy is a big thing, Kay. I was I'm glad you mentioned it. My yeah. favorite, yeah. especially my with Twitch channel. Twitch channel, oh, yeah. was, I'm sorry, Twitch, I yeah, didn't yeah. you off. No, you gotta sell that. Yeah, Twitch yeah. channel was like that. Was like, I can't, I can't make a cool fucking Playboy Cardi ass song because I'll sound stupid. So like Twitch, the hook for Twitch channel. I think I was just playing, and then the, the no, that's so the reason the the beat. If I ever release the instrumentals of that shit, uh, the beat under it, it's it's fucking Gary V Gary V talking about Twitch channels or whatever, like a little vocal sample. And then when I was just playing with it while recording it, I was like, do something on my Twitch channel, something something on my Twitch channel. And then I wrote a verse, and I can't remember exactly how I did that, but yeah, that. That one specifically was like a, a, a energy carry because it was like, yeah. if it was like, I finally get to have my little like 2016 SoundCloud Playboy Cardi moment when I'm still like rapping and shit. And I'm like, yeah. that's fuck awesome. That pretty hard. Yeah. I mean, for me, the energy on the chorus is like hits a real peak with dancing sticks. Like yeah. the yeah. fucking singing that goes all the fucking way. Like it I there's a thing I quote from my wife all the time, which is like she was when singers are singing and she's she gets mad when they don't hit like an apex, right? They they're building and it doesn't build anywhere, right? Yeah, it's just, like and, and so she's like, You gotta pay this off for me. Um, yeah. and man, that song pays off like a motherfucker. I enjoy Damn, it. Damn, thank you. That's 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 the song. Technically, I feel like that's the first song I worked on just because I had it I had it in 2021. I think I think I had it during the uh the the two pack sessions. A little dirty. Yeah. Uh, during <laughs> the two pack times. <laughs> and uh, and I had I had the verses first and then I only had the melody for the hook. And then kind of when I was just in finishing songs mode at the top of 2022. Um, I don't know. I finally found the words for that shit. And um, I think, I think in that song, like, I think some hooks just like um, are just affirmations for me. And I think, I think with that hook, it was like, it was interesting to write it from a perspective of like, if like, these these people that like like that kind of know me inadvertently or like we're kind of like are are of my service you know what i mean like that we kind of we're like a symbiotic relationship and then oh wow oh wow it's kind of like a symbiotic relationship so like so they realize like damn he's he's hurting you know what i mean so we gotta like lift his arms and lift his head and both of you get both his arms and like it's oh my god that is crazy it's it's i don't know like i i try not to get 
too too ethereal with the way I speak because like I feel like I feel like when people start talking about spiritual shit, especially on the internet, niggas going like count you out as like a a, a a rocks person. It's like it's not that. It's just like you know I listen to my body. You know what I mean? And I listen yeah. to like what what I can what I feel like I could recognize with God, and that was like that was like that was it right there and i think i think the interesting thing about that fractal is like like if my imagination is like like gathering all these people to lift me up and it's like and the song is a bunch of people and that hook is a bunch of people but it's one person writing that and he's doing it for himself and yeah. and that's an affirmation in itself like to it's a testament to imagination. It's a testament to like, you know, doing doing right by yourself when you like, like that. That song is like not like a, I'm dead. I'm down bad right now. It's just some perspectives that I had. You know what I mean? And like even even going back to get get those times, even when you're writing out of curiosity, like like you notice like, damn, my curiosity sounds really dark right now, and yeah. No, it's and and there's people that are singing and good singers, mm -hmm. and there's people that are like chanting from their soul, mm -hmm. and like no, like nobody. I like it took a long time, took years and years and years before people thought of what Elucid does as singing. Yeah, people were like, it didn't seem like singing to them, right? Because yeah. he's, it feels like reverberations of who he is in a way. Um, yeah, yeah, I feel like I feel like Elucid is like that's almost like the full the full experience of being like a a vocalist. Like it's like equally like being being great at rhyming, but like it's not like it's not like you you're rhyming and then you're singing. It's like the the rhyme just turns like naturally apexes into a note and then that note takes you somewhere else and then and then you come back down to the rhyme of eventually or it's just he's he's very like sound oriented and i think that's a that's a lot of a lot of my shit is informed by how elusive does his shit i feel like mm. that makes sense yeah no it, it's yeah you are an, uh, you know, if you consider yourself an underground artist, it or don't. It, if kind you, of, I don't know what the fuck I am. <laughs> I, like, I like the term underground. I still like saying it. I consider you one of the first, like, what, of, of a generation of underground artists who are beyond the singing versus rapping debate at it at all. Like, it's not a factor. It's not a Bruh, thing. Not I grew a, up on Drake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're yeah. like, it's when fine. I, You've got when I finally got into hip hop, my first like one of my first favorite rappers was Chance the Rapper. That's mm -hmm. man. You see, like it's funny because Dan and I are a little bit older, so now like when we're when we're interviewing younger artists, we're gonna start seeing the influence of the we're gonna 2010s. start seeing the rappers like Drake and and Chance in the younger generation. There's, yeah. a, there's always like a delay in terms of influence, you know. Yeah, I was I was just thinking about that shit today. Like, 
I was um I was playing the a couple songs from Chance's first album today, and like, As, and was I was like, acid rap, acid rap. So I guess technically first album, but they're second album, but oh yeah, but um, I was playing that shit, and then by the time I got home, I was like, oh, this is nostalgic for me, and then I thought about like how old I am, and then what I kind of do in my life outside of work i'm like oh i'm a 2010s baby kind of when it comes to hip hop. Oh, yeah it's weird yeah. it's weird as fuck <laughs> i mean and it's interesting to me because like this website free music empire starts in 2010 mm-hmm. so like while you were being informed by it i was developing my ability to write about music to it so Damn. that music is just as important to me. Like Bro, no. that shit is that shit is a whole renaissance. I will I know no. I'm young. I know I'm young and stupid, but I think <laughs> that's a I I will I will argue to the to the day is dark that the 2010s is a second golden era. Oh mm. I, mean, well, I don't know the counter argument, right? Like Kendrick is a 2010 mixtape baby, like period. Bruh. You know, like so we got, so we got great. Kendrick, so yeah, yeah. we got Arm and Hammer, we got fucking, right. I, we got there's there's too many styles that came out right. of 2010 to great. now. Cold, rocky, boom, bruh, boom, it's yeah. too many. It's stop. too many. Like niggas just stop being the same. It, right. They just gave the fuck up. They're like, we we're doing this is a renaissance. Like like right. Flatbush Zombies. That shit makes no sense. Flatbush Zombies, mm. amazing, unbelievable. Flatbush uh, yeah. Zombies is like no genre. What's no subgenre? That shit does yep. not exist in any other space time. You know what I mean? They only have one good album, but yeah. Did I did oh, did I tell you? <laughs> I didn't I didn't tell you. I always had in my head that if I ever had you on, it would be to talk about one album. Uh, because I felt like you were the only person that would love it like I do. Um and it was Flockavelli. Flockavelli. <laughs> I was like, I want to talk about Flockavelli. And I feel like uh, Love Ulysses would, would, would do that for me. Um, uh, I would, I was, I started listening to, uh, to trap music and drill music again yeah, recently. Yeah. So yeah, I would, I would love that shit. I started to become kind of snobbish because like I started to like question my morals and to, uh, just questioning my morals, you know what I mean? But like, now I feel like I would love to listen to Flockavelli. That should Flockavelli is a fucking classic because, like, I I don't know. I love yelling rap. I love yeah. yelling rap. Yeah, I, it's it should make me want to fight someone. It's yeah. so cool to have yeah. because rappers are so cool all the time that it's so cool to have somebody just be like ah and just uh, go, and just have fun with it. And the first few songs on Flockavelli. If you listen to him now, you're like, oh, yeah, that's why he didn't become popular for a long time, because you couldn't keep doing this. Oh, and my gosh. Couldn't keep doing this. This is just too much. This Man, is a punk crazy. album from a, the punk band that never did it again. Yeah. Damn. Um, but, yeah. That's no, it, it's, But that era is, is a big deal, and, you know, I'll continue to rap for it, because there, there was some of my favorite mixtapes and some of the mixtapes that really changed my life. 
Yeah, that that mixtape. They aren't ones that are big in the history books. They yeah. aren't like the G units. They're like Snow to product, you know. <laughs> it's different. Mm. Yeah, that 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 Priff like, yeah, albums as a mixtape era was wild. Like that that first like initial taste of like, like, I I can't remember if it precedes or like is after that one Beyonce album, but like. Like you just get an album for free, and that's the that's there I came up in. Like, and so if you were listening to like like I don't know if you know like Sesh Hollow Water Hollow Hollow Sesh Hollow Water Boys or whatever, like Bones and Xavier Wolf and them, but they would release an album every two months. So you get like cool little mysterious like three three six mafia sound and trap music, and you yeah. can play that shit, and the songs be two minutes long. And you could replay them shits all day long, and it don't really matter because you gonna get another album in the next month. That was good. <laughs> that was oh, a good yeah. time. No, it, it, there's there like, and and that's why like uh, when you listen, the name of the site is Free Music Empire. The whole point was like, you could build an empire on how good all of this is, right? Like, damn, you could. Damn. This is it's out there for free, and it's it's an entire empire of beautiful music, like. That's, That's what hurt about losing Gangsta Boo. When when Gangsta Boo passed, yeah. everybody was thinking about like uh, early two three six, you know, uh, with mm -hmm. her in the picture. I was thinking about the mixtapes because Damn. her mixtapes were amazing, and we were we were just repping them so hard. Uh, I never I, I never yeah. got to listen to her mixtapes. I definitely I checked out a couple of songs. I went on a three six kind of like Gangsta Boo phase like a few months ago. Yep. And I was I was checking out a couple of her shits. So I was like, damn, I didn't know she kept rapping too. I the the thing that struck strikes me really hard about her passing this year is that like I heard I heard Ballers by her and Project Pat for the mm -hmm. first time last year. And that was like my song of the year. And it was strictly yep. for Gangsta Boo's verse. Like that shit, that is one of the best verses of all time. Like she I did the daughter like that. The seven daughter like that. It's like what? And yeah, now, and, and I'm she sad was, to see she's gone. She was cool. And she was an ambassador for that. She she used to do interviews because like not everybody in three sixes approachable to be honest. And so she was approachable, man. She was a, a normal person, and she could just roll up to the interview and be like, and they'd be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you're writing about tearing people's limbs apart." And she'd be like, "Yeah, I'm a horror writer." That's what I do. Like that's, that's I write so horror, cool. and it's cool, you know. And like that's what what I like to do. So it's it's just she was able to really express her art in a really interesting way. But yeah, it's um. But yeah, back to how you do. So it's uh in terms of but yeah, how would you characterize the choruses, the hooks on on this album, or how they feel to you, Ken? Oh me, um, right. It's it's a, I would say it, it's a good blend of as I said I I, you you mentioned the word grounded uh a couple, I don't know a couple minutes ago, I think that that I think that that's a good way to think about how the jazz I think you have so much energy, the hooks uh and the lyrics have so much energy. When you have, I think the jazz music is a good grounding for you. So I think it's a good mm -hmm. mix uh, in terms of hooks. You know, when you have like this jazzy music, 
that's kind of grounding you, I think it 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 does really well for the like. Best way to put it is this is the way. I don't know if you've seen the movie Aviator about mm -hmm. Howard Hughes. Uh, they're they're filming a scene. They're filming like Hell's Angels, which is a movie about airplanes. Mm -hmm. So they're filming this scene initially, and and Howard Hughes or Leonardo DiCaprio is like, "Yo, this doesn't look right. This doesn't look like but like what's wrong? Like what's wrong with it? He can't put his mind like his thumb on it." And then he comes to a realization, like, there's no clouds in the air. And yeah. what he was trying to say is, you can't tell how fast the, the, the planes are going if there's nothing in the background to contrast yeah. it with. Yeah. So I, I think, uh, you know, the jazz does, like, if you don't have anything grounding you, like, the, the energy can be a little bit too much, like, it's tough to digest, but when you have like mm -hmm. that jazz music or, you know, that musicality grounding you, it mm -hmm. really creates like a great contrast for your hooks to your your to shine and whatnot. Yeah, I I agree. Like jazz is jazz is the context, but then like like more popular forms of rap are like the are like the bring it back home type of deal, right? Because mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's what I struggled with for a while too, because like I I enjoyed more, you know, quote unquote underground forms of rap that like I kind of wanted to. I was kind of embarrassed by the fact that I I liked pop song structures and yeah. like about <laughs> like just those structures in general. Like just a good ass hook is fun, and like I can't I can't be death grips all day. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I I just I just found out I just I just realized last year I love Death Grips that is great but I realized like but even 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 they have like really good hooks between all the fucking chaoticness so so like jazz is for sure the context and pop music is like the mm -hmm. is like the the homing element. Right. But, but it's interesting because they, the, like, we've talked about contrast a lot, right? In terms of, um, like, usually, like, let's say, uh, you know, think of DJ Premier Gangstar, right? Mm -hmm. um, the Gangstar thing is like, or, or especially J. Rue the Damages albums back in the day, it's DJ Premier experimenting and the MC is the consistency, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's the person you're going to. You know, the beat might be dripping water, but he's coming with bars, right? Mm -hmm. Over the dripping water. So, yeah. So it's, but with you, you are the mayhem, right? Your voice is the mayhem. <laughs> yeah. the, the beat doesn't have to be chaotic. You are right. it, right? So <laughs> if, the beat, if the beat is too stable behind you, it feels like it's not, on mission with what you're doing yeah mm. i can't uh, i can't make a good song on, on on like i've heard like really good beats like like great beats i i can't bruh i had on the two-pack shit i i feel like two-pack nine fucking wano willies gave me like really good beats he gave me great beats yep I just I couldn't figure out myself on them for nothing. Yep. And then 
uh, when you hear like Drew on them shits, right. it like makes exponentially more sense. And like, <laughs> which like, like in my head, I was like, man, I want my get back. But then I think about it, and it's like, nah. <laughs> I think I think I, and it sucks because those beats are really good. They're really fucking right. good. I just I just couldn't I couldn't find myself on them. So mm. if if you listen to sixty one million two hundred sixty five thousand one hundred forty seven. You can hear, you can hear that, uh, like the beats are jazzy and boom bappy, but they're they're off speed. Like if you listen yeah. to the beats, you're like, this is a, a this is an odd time signature, but that's right for him. Mm-hmm. Right? That's right for what we're doing. That's from that's from like being like a a prod metal dweeb when I was like a teenager. Yeah, <laughs> that was kind of like I feel like I feel like my uh, I guess to give the second verse of of uh, two best buds some context. Like I feel like like as a kid, like I wanted to be a drummer. So like my the way I do everything is like based on like like noodling on the drums, but then grounding with like good songwriting at the same time. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, two best buds is my favorite song on the album. Damn. Uh, yeah, I yeah. I didn't. I've never heard that. I have not heard that yet. I thought <laughs> people did not like that song. <laughs> and it it took me a while to realize that these were this was your left and right hands, like uh, in a relationship. That's awesome. Uh, but I just there there was something about. It's it's low key, so it's low key a double entendre song. I don't know if I should give it away. Give but, it away. Well, no one's gonna know. So it's it's like it's a tribute to it's like a corny little tribute to like enjoying rapping, but it was like also a tribute to my music mentor, Big Mike. So it's like it's cute. It's a cute song. I like that it's cute. That's why I put it on the album. No, and and it's there's a there's a you know, I, and and some of the words I could use to describe you might sound negative. They are not negative. Uh, I, That's fair. There's a there's a childish energy to best buds that yeah. is that is beautifully you. And mm-hmm. yeah, if that makes sense. It yeah, it's like I feel like that song was like kind of like a nursery rhyme kind of on purpose because it was like like I think the the moment I felt the moment I was able to like contextualize hip hop was like for for like what it does for people and what it does for me and shit it's like listening to like old 80s shit and like people people like to make fun of that shit it's like people were rapping like this and rapping like that but like that shit was rocking the party. And like it's just it's fun to it's fun and funny to kick a, a simple rhyme. And like that just brings it back to like kind of like a family feeling. Like you yeah. like every every black family, every family, but like especially black families, like we kick rhymes together just as a default because it's like funny to do. It's like funny to do the dozens. It's it's funny to like my sisters. My sisters, my sister, my older sisters, Tasha and Taylor, they were they were the first rappers I knew because they could freestyle. 
and when we was kids, and I could not freestyle, and I, I still, I won't say I suck at it now, but anyway, um, they were they were fucking ill at it, and they were just being my big sisters. So it's like that two best buds is like is like a, a testament to like how how human rapping is and it's cool. Is cool. I don't the human sounded really head ass. I don't know if that was the word I was looking for, but no, it's, yeah. it's, I mean, yeah, no, it was it, it definitely has that energy in terms of the bar work, in terms of the writing. Uh, the one that that floors me the most is who I said. Oh, uh, wow, that's another one. The one that said that's that crazy. Number 11. Um, uh, I, I, I love who I said. I that always that always blows me away. I'm just like, damn, there's a there's a damn. lot. Song. Yeah. I was fucked up when I wrote that up. Not like drugs. Why I was, I was, I did not think I was going to make it out that state of mind when I wrote that song. That was a scary day. Yeah. No, it's it it's it's real. Yeah. It's fun. It's a, it's a hell of a song. Kay, do you have any favorite songs on here? I mean, definitely Montreal Jazz Fest. Um, I'm Montreal Jazz. Sorry, I'm trying to get the full title. Um, That's okay. Montreal Jazz Fest Stripper. I, how did I forget the stripper part? Um, <laughs> I yeah, I really did love that that the run from Montreal Old Man. I did. I loved Old Man Atkins, mm -hmm. and then I liked Green Line Shoddy. Shorty, Shoddy. Uh, that's my that's my favorite one too. I love Green Line Shoddy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that that middle stretch I, from four to ten to me is like really really great stuff. Even the Damn. interludes. Damn, thank you. Damn, Kill that's Von, a long stretch too. Kill Von Guard shows up on this album, bro. He just bodied me again like twenty minutes ago. We finished this song. That man is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> comes in like uh, comes in like I don't know like. Captain Marvel in the in the movie, <laughs> just like smashing shit. Like Bruh. the way that verse ends with the dead father's phone number. Like who mm -hmm. are you? Yeah, bro. I didn't. I feel like Kilvon. I don't think I realized what the song was about until until I got to Kilvon's verse. Like that song is very much about just like. I don't know. I don't have the words for it, but like that, the the father element being like the grounding, like the grounding common thread between the two. Like, we've made a few songs together so far, and that's like, that's like my favorite thing about what Kilvon does, and like what what I admire about him so far with like making jams with him is that like he not only like writes something to serve the song, but it's like. It's like he already has an experience with what the fuck I was saying. Mm. And it was like, how the fuck did you do that? <laughs> that I mean, boy's amazing. Got, he seems to have like a poet's sense of organization. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, 100%. like a poet is, is giving you the line, but is giving you the line that's going to stamp the subject, right? Mm -hmm. Like they know what the mission is. Uh, of whatever they're doing. So, Kilvon mm -hmm. be, you know, an assassin with, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 
Yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect wording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's amazing, and I really look forward to the Jason Griff album. Hopefully, when you when you get that full project going. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. With the but you so putting this out and the reception of it, like in terms of going from the two packs. Uh, oh, by the way, here's my pitch: you could you take all the two packs, you put them in one. And you release it under the name Tupacalypse Then. Tupacalypse Then. Okay. <laughs> that, that goes hard. So, uh, if, but, if, I, if I put all those songs into an album, I feel like only five of them shits would make it. That's fair. Damn, wait. Oh, wait. No, I don't want to do it. I'm not. Damn. That just made me sound like all those songs are bad. They're not. I just. No, uh, I love those songs. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. They're, they're great. good songs. They're good songs. Uh, but it, it's so I would say it's uh yeah so it's it's really interesting and like the album you you go from the two packs and like finding yourself to this just album ass album that dropped at the end of the year how are you feeling in terms of people's relationship to the to project and it helping them figure you out um I feel I feel seen you know what I mean like to use like therapist terms, I watch a lot of therapy TikTok, and I got a therapist, so I'd be talking in therapy sometimes. But cool. I I feel seen. I feel like people are listening to it, and it makes me it makes me feel more confident and like just trying whatever you now. Cause like I was I was I thought I was kind of worried that I because I wasn't like barring out for real on this shit that I, I didn't think people were gonna like like it like it but then it just the way people are receiving it it like it just made me excited to just just write songs and like to really be myself like right. part of the pressure for like the uh making a first album was like it's like there's a lot more eyes on me compared to like the last time i released like a mixtape or whatever mm -hmm. and like like i I like being a rapper ass rapper, so I wanted people to know I could rap. You know what I mean? Right. But every time I tried to make those songs, they didn't sound good. So, so um, I when I made this shit, it was like, it was like, damn, people, people fuck with me even just being a a dweeb. Well, but, but don't cool. I, I don't want I want you to downplay. It. But so what you what you're able to do, it, it, this is just my opinion, is take the rapping ass rapping. And put it within a context silly enough for you to enjoy it and have fun with it, right? Like yeah, battling yeah, yourself yeah. while you, both sides of you are just clowning your own activities. Like it, yeah. that's a very love Ulysses thing, right? It's still full of jokes, it's still full of sorrowful digressions. Mm -hmm. It's a funny concept, but it's still rapping ass rap. Like, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. I could I feel that way specifically about uh Green Line Shawty, I guess so. Like yeah. yeah. That that song is like a it's like a, a song ass song with a concept, but like the the basic idea is just like to to kick a funny rhyme for like four minutes or whatever. I have yep. a question. Did 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 you have 
like looking at this album, did it's it's a two part question. Did you have any goals or intentions for this album? And then like looking back on it now that you've released it, if you did, do you think that you accomplished what you set out to accomplish with it? Um yeah, I my my purpose of this um album was just to like get reconnected with myself because I was I was definitely losing myself last year. <laughs> And like, um, I'm from St. Paul, and um, I ended up moving to Minneapolis, and um, Minneapolis, Minnesota. I should I don't know if I said I'm from Minnesota, but um, I moved to Minneapolis, and like, I I I live with I have a roommate. You know, I'm not living by myself, so like, I took I took that as a means to like, not um. Like I'm, I'm rejuvenated just by having someone living, like living with someone. I'm rejuvenated by being in a new space, and it was like, damn, this sound, this looks like an opportunity to like reclaim my body, and and I took that, and slowly but surely, like it, it feels that way because like I, I don't have to worry about making my first like my debut album in this space. There will probably be another debut album somewhere down the line you know what I mean but like mm -hmm. I don't have to I don't have to stress about that I don't like I can enjoy making songs again like like I could I don't feel like I have to be extremely far away from my friends because like I haven't put out an album yet like I, I that was like the hardest part like I had two jobs and shit and like like I definitely prioritize like art overseeing people which is it's not a toxic trait but like sometimes like that's a lot so like this this shit was just like reclaiming my i just i just want to be a person I, just, <laughs> I got tired of like being a rapper and feeling like i need to be a rapper twitter was making me lose my fucking mind i just i just right. wanted to i just wanted to be a person a full blown mistakes having weird smelling person yeah, that and and that would be that would be my kind of in conclusion of the thing, right? Yeah. Is is that what what's most I think reverberating from sixty one million two hundred sixty five thousand one hundred forty seven is yeah. is that it's it's given a a light to a road that you can travel if you are black and not a singular architect, right? Mm -hmm. If you are, if you feel weird as, as a black person growing up, you can, you can have this album and hold it and love it. And like, I started mm -hmm. to see that with Trey. Like, I don't know if you know Trey on, on Twitter. He yeah. That's the little homie. That's well, not the, he, he, he not little, but that's, I love <laughs> Trey. He cool. He cool. I'm fucking Trey. Trey. Trey fucking loves this album and it's, it, he fits in a similar vein. Like he's just not, it's an incredible, he's a very gifted MC, very gifted music writer, yeah. but he, on any given day, he's in any given place, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and that's, but, but it's so awesome. It's so cool. Yeah. So like, you know, it's it, honestly, him him liking it has like meant the most because like not to I don't want to put him in a box and feel like he's like but like you know if I could have had this album when I was like Trey's age you know what I mean like 
that shit would have meant the world to me. Or he made me realize like that shit would have meant the world to me. And I didn't, I didn't realize what I was doing. I was just making songs and it was like, right. it, it made me, it made me feel good that I was like, I was doing that for, for someone else. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. People being able to see themselves uh, in spaces where they just couldn't find a way in. Can, yeah. can I ask y'all a, a quick oh. question? Yeah. Did, did y'all listen to like the the very very end? The whole album? Yeah, like like oh the, the live show with the crowd. Yeah, with the okay. I was just checking. Thing. I was just yeah. I was okay. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to see if. Yeah, I've been all the way through, guys. I, so I, I, I wanted to. I called out my own Easter egg, and I know I shouldn't do that. So never mind. Forget I said that. But, no, yeah. it's great. It's a great. <laughs> I love that. Is there is there a significance to it? Is is it what is that how you just like to test people who listen to it, or was there like a reason by it? It's like it's like that's a that's the reason that to me that very end piece is a reason to listen to the album again. Cause that, that could... that's my older sister too, but that's that's only one piece of it. It's like it's you after you hear that shit, you have to play it again. Oh, Okay. I'm gonna go. Okay, I'm gonna go full like literary historian on that end. Fifteen seconds for you, if I <laughs> if you if I can, because I, I that there's so much meaning in that, right? Because on stage, mm. uh, talk to him, Dad. <laughs> he's killing it. He's breaking it down. He's in rapper mode. It's bars, and this person is so excited, right? And excited to the point where. It's it's like it's not like oh my god I'm seeing a great rapper it's like that's my that's my guy you know like it's that kind of excitement and the excitement bubbles up to the point where it is you know woo you go Brandon and and then she and it goes oh <laughs> suck love you listens right and there's a there's a sense of like yeah you know I'm so proud that you got to where you are on this stage in this new place in your life. But I still, I still remember and love the you that, that wasn't even getting, that hadn't even gotten. There. Yeah. It's, it's almost, it's almost more, it almost adds more like knowing that's my oldest sister. Cause it's like, it's not only that she didn't, it's not just that she saw someone who she knew, like she saw her little brother. And right. I think, I think somewhere in there, like, I, like this album, like, like I guess maybe that end piece was like, like, damn, I want to be, I want to be someone's like, I want to remember that I'm someone's little brother too. But mm. yeah, I don't know, I don't know. That yeah. shit was incredible. Yeah, no, it's it's a, it's per, it's a perfect way for the album to end. Um, what was that? Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many madcap moments. That end. Oh, Teddy Brown Brown is what I was thinking about. Teddy Failey. Mm -hmm. The end of his album is him talking about a butterfly that has like landed on him in the studio. Damn. And he's just like, damn, a butterfly has landed on him. This is fucked up. And that's it's like it's just so cool. I, those that's moments crazy. in hip hop are so special where um real life is just right there. There's no delay. You, you're in there. You're in that moment with that person. That's really fucking cool. I, I don't know. It's 
Mm-hmm. The human element, like, like to go back to what you're saying, the human, it, it shows the human side. Yep. Yep. No, it's a, it's a big deal. Uh, but that, that would be my conclusion. Listen to the album all the way through. Um, yeah. Yeah. But going to recommendation corner, love Ulysses. And I could go, I could go nine deep on this. I have been madcap over this Damn. series. Uh, of, of I've been listening to fucking everything. So, but and part of this is I've been reading Raekwon's book and it's really fucking good. Um, so there was a point where I listened to 61,265,147 in one to one mix with Cuban Links 2. Damn. <laughs> hey, man, that's unfair. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm here to report they are very different projects. Uh, but it's very good. Um, but yeah, the book is amazing and everybody should read it. It's really good. Um, but I've also, we have booked like an MC who's so good that I, I'm sweating occasionally thinking about it. Um, by the end of this month, we will be talking to Elogic. Um, Damn. Oh, wow. Yes. yes. Elogic is no Super joke. duty, tough work. That shit. That shit, that shit got me through like 2018 to 2019. I love Ooh. that fucking. But also, Illogic verse. First time I heard Illogic was on uh, Labor Days. That boy went fucking nuts. That boy went fucking crazy. Nuts. And, and so, like, I I guess I had never. I was always a Blueprint fan. I always loved Blueprint. I always loved the kind of Smash Mouth style. I really tent wrapped my mind around Illogic at that point because he's just a very introverted kind of calm person mm-hmm. and this new album the transition really cracked it for me and so i've been doing the the history and holy shit man celestial clockwork whoo yeah that's that's that like album. his that's like his magnum opus oh that shit is wild man and and capture the sun with blockhead i mean geez these yeah so many great projects but also um, to add in, I'm on my third recommendation, Kay. Indica Music by AJ Swade just dropped an album, which is dope. Damn. Yo, that, 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 uh, what was that album? Uh, A Hundred Year Darkness? Oh my God. Yeah. That shit goes fucking crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, that's just This nuts. one's totally different. This one's totally different. He's still rapping his ass off, but it's a different color, different flavor. Um, yeah. I, I just love that about him. I think it's really cool. Um, he raps and, like he raps like machinery, but like that machinery is like run by water. That's he, would like, that. he would love like, that metaphor, bro. That shit is, bro. That nigga, that nigga go crazy. If he was, if, if, if AJ Swade was, was a movie character, he would be the T one thousand from that second Terminator <laughs> movie, the Liquid Metal Terminator. Like <laughs> he would be, he would, yeah, he would be like the first T one thousand to like gain full sentience, right, right, right. That's crazy. That's, yeah, incredible. And and of course, we've all been talking about Sauce Waka and you know Ghetto Gospel nice Three, uh, which is fucking beautiful. Oh, so, oh, do I get to recommend albums too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're gonna get. Some, I've got one more. I'll leave one more after that because we. Um, and one more 
Timepiece and Link Lone did an album together called Psychological Damage. Uh, Timepiece is so good. Um, he doesn't he he spends a lot of his time mixing and mastering for other people. His beats are so good, and he understands artists and really works with artists. This is some of the best production of Link Lone's career. And it's such a really good project. I had to listen to it again. It's really cool. Um, but yeah, uh, so I'm gonna go with those as, as my basics. I'm not gonna go full nine deep, but but yeah, I've been I've been really enjoying it. Uh, yeah, Kay, what do you, what do you want to recommend? Uh, no recommendation so far this year. This one's like a uh slow week. So yeah. oh, is this supposed to be new albums? No, no, you can no. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, oh wait, I'm not ready. I'll keep talking. I'll keep talking. No, Kay, Kay's been busy buying off-brand MAGA hats and has not <laughs> been. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit! Yeah. Damn. So I just plugged my homies. Hey, listen to OK Nice's new EP. Oh my god, that shit is good as fuck. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that shit go crazy. Okay, okay nice. nice. The, the things okay he, nice okay nice good. he low-key discovered me that's awesome very I mean, low-key the things okay nice does to himself on a song like there are some like things that i see in life that are so sad that i'm like that's like an okay nice song. you know yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> like if, if you see like i don't know a cat struggling through the cold i'm like it's like an okay nice song. Uh, but an honest moment on that. <laughs> so yeah son can't fix it first time i heard cope almost punched somebody almost punched a random person almost punched him in the chest on yeah. purpose but i didn't because i have personal constraint good <laughs> <laughs> what's uh, what's yeah. the name of the new album what's the name of it uh damn the, the son can't fix it yep yep oh damn I mean, I don't know. I I don't I guess the audience we're talking to, they probably listen to his album, but like those those two in contrast is like like me and me and okay nice are kind of the same in that like like you can't really pinpoint what we got going on, you know what I mean? Because like once one album is like this and then like another album is like another way. Like if you listen to Chris's like old ooh, I didn't mean to say his government, but if <laughs> if you listen to okay nice's uh uh, you know, old EPs and shit. Like, if you listen to Callis compared to like his his first album, it's like that. He that boy is, does everything. That boy yeah, does everything. No, he, really smart, really smart. And yeah, the album before the sun can't fix it. I I listened to that so much. Uh, it was it's it's just beautiful. Like the yeah. I I told him that it's an album about depression that you can play basketball to. <laughs> that's that's funny. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's fair. That's what was fair. It? I gotta find that. Oh yeah, it's Have You Tried Being Happy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, cool. Yeah. No. Yeah, it, that, yeah. That album made me get my shit together. I realized like I've been like I've been okay nice's friend too long to not have an album, and like him like having an official official one. Like I remember the day I met him, he hand he handed me uh uh fuck. Oh, I'm a bad friend. He handed me he handed me his first album. And I was like, I was like a little 19-year-old kid, like, oh my god, a real rapper, give me an album. So I just yeah. took it and brought it home. And now now he has like an album album. It's like, oh yeah, shit, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm on a vital because of my friend. That's cool. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you killed it on that. The, um, 
Appreciate it, man. That's yeah, it's a great recommendation. If you have any more, certainly open. Uh, uh, I know. Listen to. Uh, I think I've lost it by Killvon Guard. Ooh, that, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. that's that's an important detail. That that album was like the switch. I was like, oh, I can. I'm I'm ready to make the greatest shit of all time. Like as yeah. soon as I heard that shit, I was like, I got tired of being a sad sack. Like right then and there. It was like this. This album is amazing. Like it, it, it informed. Like it, it like revitalized me wanting to be a rapper, or yeah. artist, or whatever the fuck. Um, that shit. Uh, listen. This here's a random one, just because I really like this album. Yeah. Listen to listen to nothing by my sugar. That's just good as fuck. Yeah. That's all I got. It's awesome. Okay. Well, Kill Von Guard has the power to like give his mood to you you know mm -hmm. uh, just just be like yeah you know it's it's really good it's really powerful. yeah it's like bruh that's i don't know i don't have too much to say <laughs> i don't have too much that's to cool. say but like that's cool. but i it felt like i think the reason why i feel so honored to rap with him because like if i was like a teenager and i heard that shit like right now he's my favorite rapper but if i was right. a kid and i heard that shit I would I would be trying to be Kilvon Guard. So the fact that he wants to rap with me is like I I could I could not be any more thankful yeah. and like honored. Like that shit is that shit is mind blowing to me. Yeah. No, that's that's awesome. And I appreciate I can't wait for the relationship to continue growing. It's great. Uh Thank shout you. out to that. It kills Absolutely. kills. But uh we okay, a little bit I was when we did our uh, part two of our yearly wrap up, we went hard on the list cycle. Uh, we 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 do every year. We broke it up into two episodes, fifty to twenty six, twenty five to one best God, albums man. of the year, and twenty five to one because our guest was Dylan Green of Pitchfork, and it was like, damn, Dylan Green's dope and just so tuned in. It was like three hours long. God, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Drink champ size, and I was like, "Oh shit, no one's gonna listen to this." And we got we got a bunch of views, man, on that That's YouTube. Shout out to everybody showing real love on that and just really enjoying it, and and I appreciate that. And um, yeah, yeah, no, super dope that people are people are tuning into that shit. That's that's wild. I appreciate everybody. Take it in chunks if you need to. Yeah, We're, but yeah, January is loaded. Rapping ass rappers all month. Yeah. Oh, my birthday. I'm turning 25 this month too. That's not important information. I don't know why I said. No, that, that is. But, yeah. But I'm turning 25 this month. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Birthday. Yeah, that's a good. I appreciate old ass man. The future. <laughs> future is love, comma Ulysses. All day. Don't Tomorrow